This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast with your hosts, Scott Walker and Jamie Davis, episode 181. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy and Sci-Fi Reads. I'm here with my co-host, Scott Walker. Hey, Scott. I want to know, what have you been up to lately? Um, you've been writing and doing a lot of other things. So what are you working on? What's coming out next? Uh, well, aside from co-hosting this uh, revamped podcast, yes, I've been writing a lot, actually. In fact, um, I'm putting the final polish on my uh, upcoming Delta Underground Operatives book, Cloak and Dagger, which will be released very soon. And uh, already on the works, uh, right behind that is book number six, which is the final installment in my little yokai urban fantasy and beyond that is an upcoming cozy uf series i'm already working on so a lot of a lot of irons in the fire right now you've always got so much going on it's a lot of fun <laughs> to hear what you're working on and and i gotta say i'm so excited because the episode after this one is your episode so we're gonna know, get to interview you yeah, that's very meta. I think we need to have a guest host. Can we, we are, do a guest We co-host? are having a guest host, and it's a super secret guest host that will not be announced until actually recording of that episode. So awesome. Uh, Can't which wait. means we haven't <laughs> we haven't settled on a guest host yet, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. I'm not worried. <laughs> so how about you? What have you been working on? I have been um digging back into my um my uh, sci-fi series, Lone Wolf Squadron, which is about a group of misfit pilots on a Federation frontier fighting bad guys. And um, that's I'm working on book six in that series right now. I just started writing on book six. So I'm excited. And actually, in the end of this month, um, book um, four comes out. So I'm excited to have a new release in that series coming out at the same time I'm writing it. It's going to be a lot of fun. When did you t- remind me again? When did you start writing the series? Because I remember you first talking about it last year. I think I started writing at the end of 2021. So I wrote into l- early last year and wrapped up the first three books in June last year. Okay. Um, so it was, yeah. And then I, I started, I like- and then I wrote some other things and did some other projects and worked on the duo project and then started up writing again in November. So. So I just started writing on the second three books in the series, um, four, five, and six. Yeah. I, for some reason in my head, I had really early 2022 was when you're talking about, it. I remember you sharing covers as they, the books came out and, uh, it wasn't long after that, that I think you started your, uh, donut phase for writing yeah. in the morning. Dad jokes and donuts. That's my brand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if anybody and, and follows me be- on, follows me on Facebook, it's, it's, <laughs> You, you can see me post from the coffee shop where I do a lot of my writing and I often have a donut in the background as my reward for getting my work done. You know, you could be known for a lot worse of online activities than posting a donut every day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It, it's a, it's a seriously good donut. So I have to say. It better be, you're having one a day. It better be amazing. It's, it's yeah, I, I don't eat I don't eat lunch when I have the donuts on those days. So that's, that's kind of, I save it and eat it for lunch. So that's, Fair enough. Well, I don't know if it was a donut or not, but at this point you can't give it up. It seems to be working for you. It, it definitely is working for me. As long as it works for me, I'm going to have to eat those darn donuts. Daggone it. So <laughs> well, why don't we talk about today's special guest? We'll, we'll leave the donuts behind for now. We're going to talk about Kimber Swain, uh, our awesome author guest today. Uh, she was indoctrinated in the ways of geekdom early on in life. 
Raised on Star Wars, Tolkien, superheroes, and Voltron, she found herself immersed in a world of imagination. Kimber started writing in high school and completed her English degree from the University of Alabama in 2003. Her writing is influenced by a gamut of authors, including Jane Austen, J.R.R. Tolkien, L.M. Montgomery, Timothy Zahn, Kathy Reichs, Kevin Hearn, and Jim Butcher. That is an impressive list. Born and raised in Alabama, Kimbra still lives there with her husband, daughter, and two dogs. When she isn't reading or writing, she plays PC games, makes jewelry, and listens to music. With that, let's jump into our interview with Kimbra. All right, today we are talking to the amazing Kimbra Swain. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am an uh, urban fantasy author, and I've been writing since, or publishing since uh, 2017. And um, I have done a little bit of outside of urban fantasy, but my main focus is urban fantasy. And I focus on uh, areas and things that happen in the southern United States. You have definitely put out a lot of books uh, for only being an author since 2017. How would you describe your stories? And you've got lots of different series. How would you describe them in general, though, to someone who's not familiar with your work? Um, I think they have a lot of humor, but they also have a lot of like heartfelt uh, moments of um, people bonding and having that human and supernatural condition kind of get mixed together. And you have these uh, great uh, interpersonal relationships along with the adventure and exciting things that go on. So you kind of answered this question a little bit, but I just want to kind of flesh it out a little bit more. I mean, you're talking about the supernatural and the heartfelt moments and things. Um, but you know, what is it about urban fantasy in your settings? Because you're kind of setting these things in places like trailer parks and things like that. Um, what is it about that, that really appeals to you as an author and a storyteller? I think a lot of it has to do with I was reading a lot of urban fantasy stuff and none of it kind of fit where I grew up in the places that I've lived. And so I really wanted to um, focus on some of the places and that I knew the best, like what represented me as an author and the kind of things that I would want to read. Um, and so that's what I decided to do. I wrote, my first couple of books were kind of a big world kind of thing. And my favorite part of the second book that I wrote was the part that took place in Alabama where I live. And I was like, you know, I really need to do a series that takes place where I live. And then that's how the trailer park came around. And I know it's not really urban, but it is modern and it is in a city, even though it's a really small city. So um, yeah, I, I wanted to do, I'm glad I did something a little different and, and kind of people know that about my writing and expect it some, um, but I have things that take place in bigger cities too. Other series take place in Nashville, Atlanta, um, and uh, soon to be one in Miami. So. I was going to say, speaking of which you're about to, or have embarked actually on a very different project as well. You're breaking new territory with the Delta underground operatives shared world project. Uh, for any of the listeners who aren't familiar with what that is, I'm going to do a quick intro, and then we'll dive into some of the details about how this project came to be. 
The agents of Delta Underground operatives have one critical mission, keep magic secret. Humans are not ready to know that the creatures from their dreams are real. They're even less prepared to fight the monsters from their nightmares. When the gods were killed, Alder Shaw, the sole surviving demigod, established Duo to protect the status quo, solve the mystery of the gods' fates, and safeguard the puddle, the last reservoir of divine magic. Aided by twin witches Maven and Moxie, Shaw paired up beings of magic who resonated with each other. In tandem with the puddle, these individuals now enjoy access to a second set of abilities, making them tough to beat. These beings are the agents of Duo. And Kimber, that leads me right into talking to you about the genesis of the Duo world, because you're one of the originators. You and Nicole kind of came up with this idea of pulling together 12 authors in urban fantasy to write in this shared universe uh, where everybody has their own agents for the Delta Underground operatives. So tell us a little bit about the origins of that. You know, what, what got this started? Where did the idea come from? Well, the idea kind of started with Nicole presenting me with a bunch of keywords that she researched and she was like, I want to do something with all this. Help me come up with something. And I just spent uh, to a couple of hours talking to my husband who gives me lots and lots of ideas about what he would like to see. He's the one that introduced me into urban fantasy. Anyway, I'd always been kind of a sci-fi girl. And so he was like, I really wished a bunch of authors would get together and write in the same world. Um, and he kind of was telling me about how he wished that, you know, there was some way to try to, have different people interacting in the same world. Um, and I know for uh, many years, I kind of thought the same thing. And it's kind of how I started formulating stories of my own. Even as when I was younger, um, the stories that we get to an end, I would think of ways to continue them. Or I'd find ways to insert myself into the story, even if it was a side story. And so those ideas and those stories is what become the stories that I have now. And so... And I got to talking to Nicole and I said, well, why don't we take these keywords and make a shared world? And she thinks, so she was like, yes, let's do it. And Nicole is very um, enthusiastic and uh, she's a go-getter. And so she was all about it. And so we started framing it about and I said, well, I said, how many do you want to ask? And she was like, I don't know. Let's ask everybody. And so, <laughs> which um, we, we came around to um, the authors that we've, we got and um thankfully i think just about everybody we asked was ready to do it um uh, so it's been exciting to see um all of us come together to uh be able to play in this sandbox so it, it has been fun um i love collaborative worlds i love shared worlds uh we were just talking um with some of the other authors, uh, uh, talking to Sarah and Kat about um, the experience of working with other authors in a project like this. Um, but before we get down that path, tell us a little bit about Consuming Wind, which is your first entry in this shared world project. Uh, Consuming Wind takes place in um, Miami, Florida. Um, I have a my pair, my duo, are best friends. They've been best friends since high school. Um, they are kind of a unconventional pair in that my um, female character is a succubus, but she very much hates the fact that she is. She's also very shy. 
and um, has a hard time dealing with the nature of her being. Um, and her friend is, he is a Pegasus shifter and he's very flamboyant and outgoing and they're very much the introvert, extrovert, you know, best friends that you see sometimes. You've got the one that's kind of quiet and the one that's really loud. And that's the way uh, Sheridan and uh, Zephyr are. Um, and they are picked to um, join Duo because the villain is actually the third person in their Three Musketeers. Um, as they were growing up, they were best friends with, uh, there was three of them together and Theron um, kind of got separated as they got older. You know how when you have relationships in high school and then you get into college and they kind of split? Well, they kind of split, but they split on magical terms. It's not just on, you know, growing up and learning about yourself. Um, they definitely had to draw a line between themselves and Theron because he started going in a wrong direction. So now it's gotten too far and they've got to go after him and they are the perfect people to go after him because nobody knows them better than they do. So, and and you've introduced Danny and Zeph really well. I, I think I can't wait to read more about them. I, and so this is kind of a, a character development question that I just kind of am curious. What would it be like if you were to sit down with the two of them, like over a casual dinner, just just sitting around and and maybe at a nice restaurant? And, and what would that be like? Well, I would expect to have a lot of conversation with Zeph and for uh, Danny to me be very very quiet. Um, Although I get the, I, I, the way she's written and, and the way I've developed her, she has her moments when she says what she wants to say, and it draws a lot of attention when she does. So um, she's, she saves her words, I think, until she's ready to uh, present them. So it would be a very um, fun and lively conversation. And then, you know, I think that um, Danny would come in when she was ready, so... <laughs> so, sounds about right uh, based on your descriptions um, you talked about developing the characters I'm, I'm curious what's your writing process in terms of biographies backgrounds are you discovering them as you go or do you have a pretty detailed dossier planned out before you start writing the story I do a lot of discovery writing but in this case I did do um, not an extensive dossier on them I did um, basic I like to do basic, you know, appearance type things and then always try to work in a few quirks that make my characters really stand out. The one thing that kind of defines them and makes them who they are. Um, and so and sometimes that's just a preference for a certain kind of food or uh, um, sometimes it's uh, an aversion to a strange thing or something like that. And so I try to make sure that my characters have those things. And I'm not going to tell you what theirs are because I want to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Surprises are good. And, you know, I, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen when Danny and Zeph go after the, the, the villain in the, in your story. But I'm curious, you know, what makes it so makes them so evil that they require an assassination contract essentially. Cause that's what the duo agents are. They're assassins. Right. Um, Basically, um, Theron or Wren, they call him Wren. Um, Wren is uh, a fallen angel, and fallen angels are not necessarily bad. And I think you see that in Nicole's uh, story because she has a fallen angel and he's one of the good guys. 
Orin is one of the bad guys and he uses his abilities um, to, you know, manipulate um, humans to his own uh, desires. And in many ways he is, he thinks he's doing the right thing in some ways, but he doesn't care how he gets, he, he has, he has no, uh, you know, some people say that the, the ends is what the, the means to an end. And he, he, he doesn't care how he gets to the end as long as he gets to the end he wants. And so um, he's, he's very selfish in that way and very self-centered and he really doesn't have a moral compass at all. Um, and I think that's something that I built into him being an angel in that he's fallen and he had these guidelines as an angel. And then, when he turned away from that, he he kind of lost that ability. And you see that very in the very first chapter of the book, because there it starts out in kind of a flashback of them in high school. And it's kind of the first time that they really see that Ren has a really dark side to him. Um, something happens in school. And so um, and and they even then they intervene to kind of keep him from going off into the deep end. But at some point. They, they're unable to stop him from doing that. So, It's been interesting to see the different authors in the duo world um, have their own take on villains, not just characters, but villains too, and giving them their own kind of unique motivation and background. Um, Saranofsky's book has launched. Kate Healy's book has launched. Um, we were kind of you know deep into the project at this point with, with books being finally shared with the public. Um, let's turn a little bit to what it's been like for someone who has come up with this idea, created this world, you know, created this awesome, cool sandbox with lots of fun toys uh, in it, and then invited all these other authors to come play in that sandbox. But what's that process been like for you, Kimbra? You know, I, from the very beginning, wanted it to be something that was fun for everybody. And when we have our meetings and we get together and talk about these things, it's it's really fun for me to see you guys get excited about the parts of the world or when we add things to our documents they're like oh I made it this up and I have this and and then somebody else is like oh yeah I'm going to use that and to me that's just thrilling because I think from a reader perspective that's the things what we kind of crave and we don't be we're not able to get because we see so many we can give a nod to another author's character but we can't really play in their sandbox and so you've got yours and I've got mine and, you know, they have to stay separate. But now we're all in the same thing and we can play and make up new things. And I've even taken the base characters that we've had and added such depth to them because we really wanted to make it a framework and let you guys fill in all the holes. Because it, it was important for me to be able to let everybody's creative process expand into the world not so much us give you such a strict framework to work from that everybody was able to work some of their humor and a lot of their, you know, desires and the things they wanted to write. Um, I think it was Kat that said that, you know, this is the first time she's writing something on her own, um, that she's always done, um, you know, co-authoring and that she's finally getting to do a story the way she wants to do it and how she wants to do it. And I think that's great. And she's being able to add all these, you know, hilarious elements in. And I think everybody's being able to do that. And yet it still all kind of fits together and it all kind of mashes together to make one big story. And um, 
I think it's been really neat to see it develop, and I'm glad it's been able to come together because there were some questions about there's a lot of legal stuff that goes on, and you wonder about how that's going to work, and I'm glad it's all kind of worked out, and, and we've got a really good direction with it, and I think all the books are going to be fantastic. I, I love hearing everybody's ideas, so... That's one of the things that is exciting for me, and and uh, and it's nice to hear you respond the same way. I know I've had conversations with Scott too that that about the process, um, because it is interesting to see all of these. It's almost like a gumbo of flavor coming in. Everybody's bringing their own samples of this spice and this thing and this you know this humor and and putting it all together and it's made this world so much richer than I mean we've been doing this for almost a year now working on this project and it's 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 grown into something that was even beyond what I expected it to be I mean I really thought you know I'd just write my you know write my book in the world and that would be it but you know it spawned more ideas for me to make me want to write more in this world because because of the the richness that has come about. So what has it been like watching that? And, and how has it inspired you? Because you've written, I mean, sometimes when you've written a lot of books, it can, it can be, you know, kind of daunting to, to look at a new project and say, I've got to write something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have been playing in my own little world for a while and and the trailer first started out as like this kind of little small story about some people in a trailer park. And now I've got nine realms and stories going on in every realm and everything like that. So actually it was kind of pleasing for me to be able to condense that back down. And now I've got this little ones right now. All I'm dealing with is the little things going on in Miami. Uh, and so, but it has spawned more ideas because I never intended to write um, an Alder story other than just a short introduction story. And I think at some point there's definitely going to be a couple of books for Alder, um, kind of an almost like an in-game type thing. We'll see how everything goes. And um, Nicole and I have even tossed around um, a, a second go-round of duos and bringing in another round of authors at some point and letting them play in the sandbox and, you know, like season two, here it comes. And so, um, you know, because it's, it's definitely a world that can continue to expand. Um, we took, took the ideas of, um, a little bit of James Bond and a little bit of magic and throwing it all together. And it definitely has, I mean, if you think about the James Bond series, there's always something else that he can do. Um, there's always something else that can happen. And so uh, duos is kind of that way. Um, and so there's always room for it to continue to expand. And I don't let go of stories very easily, especially with characters that I like. So it's, it's possible that, you know, my intention to write, you know, two or three books for my, my main characters will end up being a lot more because um, the world is, is that much fun to, to play in. So. Well, I'm, I'm curious, how would you um, pitch this to, say, your existing readers? Um, how does this stack up, or how is it different? Or more interesting, maybe, how is this similar to the other series and the other worlds that you've worked on? How would you pitch this to somebody who knows you, knows your work, doesn't know the first thing about the duo world? Right. I think, um, for me, um, I deal a lot with, and my focus has always been character-based. I always write stories that are character-based. 
And so this story for me is very much the same. This is all about um, Danny and Zeph and their their character journey from the beginning of even in where they're in high school to the point where they're asked to take out their best friend and 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 getting to the point where that's either got to happen or not. Um, and so I think for my readers, it would be like these two characters you're, you're going to fall in love with. You're going to love both of them. And I'm going to create them in such a way that you'll want to know more and more and more about them. And I think that's always my goal with any story that I've written from the very beginning when I started with Grace in the trailer park is I wanted people to fall in love with Grace. And that happened. And then as the characters uh, got bigger and bigger and then I had spinoffs and stuff like that is always driving them to the character and getting, you know, attached to that character. And I plan to do that with this series, too. So they will have two new characters to love instead of just one. I, I think that's really special because I think it is for me as well, the characters that pull everything together and, and make the people come back to read again. If they, if they care about the characters, they're going to, they're going to care what happens next. And I think that's an important thing you're doing. And I, I, I can't wait to see how everybody's readers react to these, these worlds because it's, it's been a lot of fun just watching you know, what, what's come out already um, and the response that there's been to it. So that's exciting. Um, we're going to move into the no wrong answers, five rapid fire question round. There are no <laughs> wrong answers here, Kimbra. So you can't screw this up. Just first thing that pops into your head and Scott and I'll just alternate. It'll be quick and easy and five questions and we'll be done. So you ready to go? Sure. Go ahead. All right, here we go. I'm going first. Calling or texting? Texting. What is your dream car? My dream car was a 2008 Mustang GT that I once owned and wrecked. And I'd like to have it again. <laughs> favorite book growing up? Uh, favorite book growing up? Um, I read a lot of books growing up, and so it's kind of hard to pick just one. But I think the series that really got me into really building worlds and thinking about worlds was um, Timothy Zahn's Thrawn trilogy, um, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Instagram or Facebook? Ugh. <laughs> um, Facebook, I guess. Here's an easy one. Favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Oh, good. I'm a vanilla person, too. Everybody picks <laughs> chocolate, I feel so like. so much with it. <laughs> yeah, just put whatever you want on it, right? Yeah. That's it's a palette. It's, it's ready to become whatever you want it to be. Right. Awesome. Okay. I, I got to ask, what, you talked about your favorite Jim Crow. You said it was this Mustang. What, what What do you mean was? Why can't you have that? That could still be your dream car, right? It still is. I But it's like I had it at one time, and then two years ago, I had a slight fender bender and it totaled it <laughs> and i had driven i mean i bought it brand new off the lot so it was it was my car and had been my car and it, it was a stick shift and i loved driving that car every day it wasn't i had it before i got married and i had a child and so it's not really it wasn't really a mom car um so but my daughter loved it too but at some point i guess it was good that we got something else but that was not the way i wanted to do it um <laughs> So at some point, I would like to own another Mustang GT. 
All right. So here's to vanilla ice cream and another Mustang GT in your future. <laughs> thank you. I know. No, thank you so much for joining us today, Kimra. This has been an absolute blast. Please um, remind listeners where they can find your duo book, Consuming Wind, and how they can connect with you online. Uh, the best place to find me is in my Facebook group called Magic and Mason Jars, where you can uh, learn about not just Consuming Wind, but all my other books. And then you can find everything you need to know about duos and Consuming Wind on the Delta Underground Operatives Facebook page. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Wow, chatting with Kimber was so much fun. Um, she's she's a blast, and just having somebody who originated the Duos project on the show it really is kind of giving us an insight into how that whole shared universe came about. Uh, no kidding, and it is crazy to think that it was you know not maybe maybe not quite a year, maybe like eleven months ago. I feel like uh, this whole project got underway. Where did the year go? I, I can't believe like it's like I, I blinked and woke up and the first two books are out and the third one's about to drop. It's crazy how fast the time has gone. And uh, the project was insanely fun, way more fun than I ever imagined. I'm so glad I said yes to this. Yeah. And we don't want to forget to say that Consuming Wind comes out on Friday, February 10th. We're going to have links to everything we talked about with Kimbra in the show notes, including a link to that book. Um, it may, when this episode drops, it may be available for pre-order, or if you're listening a few days later, it may actually be already out to read. Um, and of course, there are two other books in the Duo universe that are out too. So you want to make sure you get those. Um, but I, I just uh, real quick, Scott, because we've had a long episode here and a lot going on. Why don't we wrap up? Um, how can people get a hold of you and find out where to find out more about your books? My author website is scottiswriting.com, and I'm pretty much Scott is writing on all the major social media sites. How about you? You can find me at jamiedavisbooks.com or on my fa Fun Fantasy Readers Facebook group. So if you look up Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, you'll, it should pop up. Ask to join the group. We'd love to have you come in and join the fun. It's not just about my books. It has anything to do with fantasy or sci-fi books. We talk about a lot of different things in there. And uh, make sure you check out the podcast and all the other episodes in there. Um, subscribe to the show over at jamiedavisbooks.com. There are links to the podcast right there on the upper right-hand side of the page. And you can click on that podcast tab and go right to the episodes. So um, until next time, I'm Jamie Davis. And I'm Scott Walker. Keep calm and read on, people. <laughs>